0: Welcome. Welcome to the Portion on Firefall Talk Radio. I'm Richard Grund. This is where we get back to basics, the red-letter basics, examining the Word of God, and especially the example of the Book of Acts Church, to see how they serve the Lord. We dig deeper into Scripture. We don't water it down. We don't filter it. We take the pure, unaltered Word of God to find the church that the Lord intended, not the one that man created. The porch has always been about restoring the priesthood of the believer and regaining the world's shaking influence that the early church had. We believe the church age is still in effect. The day of Pentecost is ongoing. The fire of the upper room still burns. If you have any questions you'd like to contact us, go to firefalltalkradio.com, use the contact button, or you could email us at The Porch, one word, lowercase, at firefalltalkradio.com. If you'd like to support what we do, there's ways to do that on the main page for firefalltalkradio.com. Pray, do whatever the Lord says to do, but we appreciate each and every one of you that helps us keep the porch on the air and supports the efforts of Firefall and SRT. Welcome to all of our listeners from the various streaming platforms, Spreaker, Blog Talk, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and SoundCloud. Let us know where you listen to us, and uh, just reach out and tell us uh, what you think. And if you're being blessed, if there's something you'd like us to talk about or cover, let me know. So we always start out, especially when I'm teaching or preaching, with praise reports and prayer requests. I don't, I believe you should never come into his presence without thanksgiving. So I am thankful, first of all, for my salvation. Almost 33 years this October. No, it will be 33 years in October. It's almost that. And I'm um, incredibly thankful because not only did he save my soul and allow me To spend eternity with him, he gave me back the family that I so carelessly and callously gave away. I am blessed. I'm blessed by my wife. I'm blessed by my sons, my daughter-in-laws, my grandson, our furry kids, and everything we have, this home, the technology. Everything he's given me is because of my salvation and my relationship with him. I'm fi- I'm thankful that I can sit here and do this with you. I love preaching the word of God. I love teaching. I love leading people to the Lord. I love being about my father's business. And the fact that after everything I said and did that he'd want me to come work for him and with him is truly amazing to me. I praise him for his provision and his protection over each and every one of us, especially over me and mine, over my team over everyone that I am responsible of covering. Praise Him for the dreams and the visions, Joel 2.28. We're living them out, we're seeing them. For His healing virtues, for the fact that He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has not changed. So His healing virtues are available to us. Believe it and receive it in Yeshua's name. Praise Him for His favor and divine revelation. You know, he is willing to share with you if you're willing to listen and put in the time and the effort to study and to pray. I praise him for being a new creation and living in these prophetic times. I will tell you this right now. I won't be caught off guard by anything the world or the enemy is doing. I may be surprised at some of their actions, but I won't be caught off guard. I praise him for the signs that I believe he's giving us, that he's getting ready to return. He's warning us through the signs of the times to be ready for him. And just like the book of Acts Church, we need to keep an eye on the sky and an eye on the job. That is, to go make disciples of all men, set the captives free, and destroy the work of the enemy. Let's get ready. Let's do what needs to be done so when he arrives, there won't be anything left to do. Now we go to prayer. I always start out by praying for the peace of Jerusalem. Psalm 122, verse 6. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Don't always agree with everything they do, but I pray for Jerusalem. I pray for Israel. I pray for their leadership. I'm not a big fan of who they have right now, but that's not my business. That's the Lord's. He allowed things to happen. He knows what he's doing, and I support what the Lord is doing. But I pray that they would make better choices. I pray that he would protect them from their enemies. They would not compromise and allow the enemy in the camp like we have here in America. So I pray for our leaders. I pray for those that have been allowed to be put in charge. I pray that they would be saved. I pray that they would open their eyes and their ears to the word of the Lord and to the spirit of the Lord. And so I do that each and every day. I pray God forgive us and shed your grace upon us. I pray for those around the world that are standing up to the tyranny, standing up to what they're seeing, to the religious persecution, the anti-Semitism, all the ugliness that's happening in the world right now. Our brothers and sisters are being slaughtered. Children are being murdered in the womb. They're being taken. They're being stolen, kidnapped, put into human trafficking for sexual services for deviant people. Yes, that's what they are. They are deviant, demonically possessed people. And I pray against that and I stand with them each and every day. Stand with our brothers. Brothers and sisters that know and love the Lord, that are having their homes burned, their places of worship burned, some of them are being burned and being slaughtered. Folks, we have it easy here in America. We really, really do. I don't know how long that will last, but I expect that pretty soon it's going to get a little tougher. The Antichrist is waiting in the wings. I believe he's being held back by the prayers of the church and those that war against him and by the hand of the Lord. But he knows his time is getting ready. Well, it's our time to do what we've been called to do, to arise and shine and lead the people out of the darkness. I'm praying for divine wholeness, health, and healing as each and every one of us get back to our divine design. Stop accepting the way you are. It is not normal. It's what the world has done to you, what your choices have done to you, what your Genes uh, well, have done to you, and I don't mean the ones you put on, the ones that are in you. Time to get back to where we can run and not grow weary, walk and not faint, that we can rise up with wings as eagles to serve Him. That's my prayer. It's a prayer request I'm asking for myself. If you know me and if you paid attention over the last, uh, SRT's been around since 2007, went into overdrive about 2010, Been a lot of wear and tear, a lot of spiritual warfare, a lot of physical ailments. And uh, lately they've caught up to me. And I'm trying to turn the corner. I'm trying to get healthy. Unfortunately, that takes financial blessings. So pray with me. Pray that I can get to where I need to be. A, that He would heal certain areas. And B, that He would help me correct what's been done to my body. I pray that for each and every one of you. I know we're all struggling financially. I have a hard time. Asking for help during these times because so many people are struggling between the, what the government's doing to us, what the scand- I mean, pandemic is doing to us, and everything that's going on right now, we have to band together. We have to help one another. So right now, whatever you're going through, heart, mind, body, soul, or spirit, be healed, be made whole in Yeshua's name. Praying for protection, that the armor of God be sealed upon us, the angels of heaven around us, that we be inspired by the fire of the Holy Spirit to do everything we need to do for the remnant to wake up. Wake up, remnant. I know you're awake because you're listening, but maybe you have friends or loved ones that need to hear, to be, be a part of what we're doing. Maybe they're sitting in a pew somewhere and they're part of the chosen frozen or frozen chosen or whatever that is. You know, maybe they need to come alive, be set on fire. The fire of the Holy Spirit fall upon them. If, if people can be a blessing, then be one. Not just to us, but to any ministry that's out there and wants to do the job. That's not getting fat off of the sheep, but is out there protecting the sheep and trying to do what the shepherd says do. The doors to open we got a documentary to finish we have things to do places to go demons to cast out that the blessings would flow and that we would have everything we need and of course our lost family members be saved every day all day long pray for them intercede for them lord send somebody to them send an angel maybe you can visit them lord in the night And everything we're doing here on the porch and firefall and SRT, that we would have the finances to move forward in the way that needs to be done so that he can be glorified. On behalf of my wife here, Deborah, Deborah, here in Orlando, I pray that you would join us in unspoken prayers for our sons, Jesse and Chris, and their families. Please intercede for them. Yeah, I don't say this lightly. It's not easy to be my family the price on my head spills over to them. So pray for them. Stand in the gap for them. The only other prayer request I've been asked to share is from Kim in Fort Mitchell. She always starts out with a greeting. I hope you guys are doing fine. They did not get the scholarship they were hoping for for her son Maurice, but she's praising him and believing that he will provide. She said, I praise him for my salvation and my recovery, for her relationship with him, the faith that she has in him. She praises him for loving her and being patient with her when she takes over the wheel and tries to outrun his timing. She says, Father, you are everything or nothing in my case. If you are everything, you are everything. Without you, I have nothing. We, the kids and I, have repeatedly been in contact with someone who's tested positive for COVID. Please protect us and don't let us get this again. Folks, let me address that. Yes, it's real. The flu virus is real. The one that they call COVID-19 is a flu virus and it's real. Yes, people get it. Some people, the flu is dangerous to them. We've always had that every year. Suddenly this year, there are there is no regular flu, it's all COVID-19. If you get it, deal with it. Make, take care of your health now. Do what needs to be done to be healthy now. If you are at risk, then do what you need to do. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I will tell you, keep the faith and don't allow fear to come upon you. It says, give my kids and I the strength and courage to walk through this world that we don't belong in. Praying for every member of the Porch families. The Porch family, sorry. When it rains, it pours, it seems. I'm mentally and emotionally tired, Father. Help me get through this. I'm praying for protection over us. Father, you're a miracle worker. I need a miracle to pay for Maurice's tuition and save my mother's soul in Jesus' name. Lord, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. You know all these things. You know every decision we make. And sometimes... We don't make the right decisions. I've been guilty of that, and I've had to come and repent. But you can fix anything. You can do anything, and we're asking you to do that. We're asking you to hear us. First of all, we love you. We thank you. You are Abba, Father, Papa, God, Daddy. We're your children. Protect us in this fallen world. Let us do everything we need to do. Be healthy, be whole make sure that we have the inspiration to tell others about you. Lord, we love you. We thank you for the cross. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Thank you for the empty tomb. Thank you for the upper room. Thank you for sending back your Holy Spirit. And even though he's already inside of us, we could use a little more, a little extra, a little extra of the measure of faith needed to endure these days. So thank you. Thank you right now. We take our thoughts captive to to your obedience, Lord. We claim your mind, your heart, your obedience to the Father. We pray right now, Holy Spirit, you'd have your way. That I would say what you want me to say. I would do what you want me to do. That your sons and your daughters would hear you. And they would receive what you want them to receive. And I pray all these things in Yeshua's name. Amen. lessons are proprietary information except where noted the information comes from outside sources combination of that information the matter presented is exclusive cannot be repeated or used without permission the date of this broadcast serves as the registered date of the following information so we've been talking romans ten seventeen. so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god last week it was have you heard what have you heard Well, this week, it's about what are you hearing, and is it offering you faith to hope and pray? The problem is, in my opinion, that most of what we're hearing isn't the Word. It's someone's Word about the Word. I do my best to make sure that what I teach, what I preach, what I share lines up with the Word, which is why I use so much of it, which is why these Lessons go on for an hour, and the the videos have a lot of slides in them, because I do not believe my opinion will change your life. I didn't die for you. My blood didn't cleanse you. Therefore, I should be sharing with you His Word, and His intention for you from that Word. Too many preachers and teachers have built their own kingdoms, put their names up in lights, and they're telling you a word that doesn't line up with his word. comes close at times. They may sprinkle it with a little bit of word. But so far, what I'm seeing right now is a lot of people making a lot of money, and they're fleecing the flock. I won't do that. I love the Lord, and I love his flock. Go with me to 1 Timothy 4.1, and then we're going to jump to 2 Timothy, but I want to set, set up where we're going. 1 Timothy 4.1 says, Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last time some will turn away from the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teaching that comes from demons. Then in 2 Timothy 4, Paul picks this up. And he says, starting verse 2, Preach the word. As an official messenger, be ready when the time is right and even when it's not. Keep your sense of urgency, whether the opportunity seems favorable or unfavorable, whether convenient or inconvenient, whether welcome or unwelcome. Correct those who are in error in doctrine or behavior. Warn those who sin. Exhort and encourage those who are growing towards spiritual maturity with inexhaustible patience and faithful teaching. For the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine and accurate instruction that challenges them with God's truth, but wanting to have their ears tickled with something pleasing, they will accumulate for themselves many teachers, one after another, chosen to satisfy their own desires and to support the errors they hold. And will turn their ears away from the truth and will wander off into myth and man-made fictions and will accept the unacceptable. But as for you, be clear-headed in every situation. Stay cool, calm, and steady. Endure every hardship without flinching. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill the duties of your ministry. Basically, what Paul's telling Timothy, preaching a pure word will bring hardships. The world has proven that. The kingdom of darkness has made sure of it. And even the so-called church will attack you for it. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. People need to hear the truth. They need to drink pure water. They need what the Word of God has to offer. So do not hesitate. Don't flinch. Always be ready. Every day, all the time. Why? Because the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people. And we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures, we should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God while we look forward with hope to that wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus the Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, will be revealed. He gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us and make us his very own people, totally committed To doing good deeds. You must teach these things. And encourage believers to do them. You have the authority to correct them when necessary. So don't let anyone disregard what you say. The gospel is good news. Good news of what? It's the good news that salvation is available to all who seek it. The curse of sin and death has been broken off of them. They choose where they spend eternity, whether in paradise in heaven with the Lord and the Father, or whether in the lake of fire with Hasatan and the fallen and those that have followed them. Our hope, your hope and my hope, is in seeing Him face to face free from this fallen world, free from this broken body, cleansed once and for all, body, soul, and spirit. Is that something worth praying for? Is that something worth hoping for? Yes, it is. Hope and pray, not just for yourself, but for others. 1 Timothy chapter 2, starting with verse 1, is a call to prayer. First of all, then, I urge that petitions, specific requests, prayers, intercessions, prayers for others, and thanksgivings be offered on behalf of all people. Excuse me. For kings and all who are in positions (coughs) of high authority so that we may live a peaceable, peaceful, we start over. A lot of distractions here. And of course, out of the blue, we're having an allergic reaction to nothing at all. We rebuke that in Jesus' name. First of all, then I urge that petitions, specific requests, prayers, intercessions, prayers for others, and thanksgiving be offered... On behalf of all people, for kings and all who are in positions of high authority, so that we may live a peaceful and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. This kind of praying is good and acceptable and pleasing in the sight of God, our Savior, who wishes all people to be saved and come to the knowledge and recognition of the divine truth. Now at that time, Nero was emperor of Rome. Paul's calling for prayer, even for Nero. I pray for the leaders. I ask the Lord how he wants me to pray. For some, I pray salvation. Some who he has told me to pray in other ways, I pray other ways. But I always seek his will. How do you want me to pray? Right now, we need leaders that believe in him and will follow his word. Not politics, not their own selfish desires, not not dirty money, not anything the enemy is doing. We need people. Even the kings of the old days would come under conviction and do what the Lord wanted done. Salvation is offered to everyone who wants it, but they must choose to accept or reject God's gracious offer, and we must pray for them to accept it, to get right with Him. We must pray for those in authority so that we can reap the benefits of a good godly government. It's our job to pray. It's our job to intercede. It's our job to stand in the gap and advance the gospel. About that particular scripture, the New King James Study Bible says, Paul uses four of the seven New Testament terms for prayer. Supplications emphasizes personal need. The verb from which the noun is derived has the idea of petition. Prayer is the general word for prayer. The term is always directed towards God with reverence or worship. Intercessions mean approaching with confidence, suggesting free access to God. And giving of thanks is an attitude of gratitude. The act of praising God for what he's done for us. Each of these aspects of prayer should be included in the prayer life of the church. Praying for all men is the object of prayer. And that means mankind, men and women, young and old. Male and female alike. Doesn't matter. And it's not restricted just to believers. It's praying for non-believers too. That they would open their eyes and open their hearts and find their way to the cross. Peaceable means that personal internal composure or uh, uh, an amiable attitude. And the idea of praying for kings... Has a twofold emphasis. A, you want them to benefit and for them to be blessed, but you want them to do what God wants them so that society as a whole benefits. But basically ultimately it comes ultimately it comes down to this. God, our Father, is the ultimate sovereign over everything. He is in control. And our prayers are. To petition him. To pray to him. And to pray that decisions are affected at the highest level. See, prayer changes things. It changes us. It changes our circumstances. And it changes outcome. But it doesn't change him. He doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let me say that again. He has. Does not change. Go with me to James chapter 5. Starting with verse, verse 13. Is anyone among you suffering? He or she must pray. Is anyone joyful? He is to sing praises to God. Is anyone among you sick? He must call for the elders, the spiritual leaders of the church, and they uh, to pray over him, anointing him with oil, which is the presence of the Holy Spirit, in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will restore the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up, and if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins one to another, your false steps, your offenses, and pray for one another that you may be healed and restored. The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man, a righteous believer, can accomplish much, which when put into action and made effective by God, it's dynamic, it's the dunamis, and can have tremendous power. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, the same physical, mental, spiritual limitations and shortcomings. And he prayed intensely for it not to rain, And it did not rain on the earth for three years and six months. Then he prayed again, and the sky gave rain, and the land produced its crops as usual. Prayer should be a part of our life. I shouldn't have to tell you to pray. When I first got saved, it became a part of my life. It's still a part of my life. You don't have to tell me to pray, you can't stop me from praying. I'll pray in the car. Yesterday, I had the misfortune of having jury duty. Thankfully, I got out early. But what was I doing while I was there? I was praying. I was working, listening to the Lord. He gave me the scriptures that started this Bible study. He gave me the framework yesterday while at jury duty because even though I was there, I was with him. I was praying for you. I was praying for my family. I was praying for everything I could think of. I was only there for 7.30 till about 10.30, three hours, three and a half hours. I was praying. Elijah prayed earnestly. Oh, well, Elijah was a prophet. Richard, of course he prayed. I don't think he did it because he was a prophet. I think he did it because he knew how important it was, and he understood the God that he served. So if any of you are sick, pray. Are you joyful? Sing. Sing praises. If you have the availability of calling elders to anoint you with oil and pray over you, then do so. Pick up a phone if you can. Call someone to pray for you. Don't make important decisions without seeking godly counsel and hearing the word of the Lord from somebody that has no vested interest in the outcome of your decision. You have a need? Make it known. Sometimes the humility that it takes to do that will break loose a blessing. Hebrews 13, starting verse 15. Through him, therefore, let us at all times offer up to God a sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of lips that thankfully acknowledge and confess and glorify his name. Do not neglect to do good and to contrib- contribute to the needy of the church as an expression of fellowship, for such sacrifices are always pleasing to God. The sacrifice of praise offer it up to him take time out for him if you honor god he'll honor you the apostles understood it from the hebrew scriptures which supplied many examples of prayer and provided guidelines especially in the psalms on the content and nature of prayer and there's so many excuse me scriptures i just pulled one psalm 33 As I read it to you, listen. Let the words flow over you. Let them trigger visions inside of you, visuals. Let the Spirit speak to you. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, for praise praise from the upright is beautiful. Praise the Lord with the harp. Make melody to him with an instrument of ten strings. Sing to him a new song play skillfully with a shout of joy for the word of the lord is right and all his work is done in truth he loves righteousness and justice the earth is full of the goodness of the lord by the word of the lord the heavens were made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth he gathers the waters of the sea together as a heap he lays up the deep in storehouses Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the people of no effect. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart for all generation. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord the people he has chosen as his own inheritance. The Lord looks from heaven. He sees all the sons of men. From the place of his dwelling, he looks on all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashions their hearts individually. He understands. He considers all their works. No king saved by the multitude of an army. A mighty man is not delivered by great strength. A horse is a false, vain hope for safety neither shall it deliver any by its great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his mercy to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield, for our heart shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us just as we hope in you. We trust in his holy name. He's Abba, he's Father, he's God, he's Lord, he's Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, he's El Shaddai, he's El Elyon, God Most High, he's Jehovah Rapha, he's so many things, and we know all of those names as Abba. In Abba, he is every aspect of his nature. So sing to him a new song. Make something up, it doesn't matter. If there's a song that moves you, sing it to him. Let your heart cry out to him. If you have the ability to play a guitar or something, play it for him. Make it loud, make it joyful. Change the vibrational nature of the air around you and your body. Because by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. He spoke everything into existence by the breath of his mouth. He said, let there be and there was. He gathers all the the seed the, together as, in a wide, as if in a wineskin. And he puts the deep in storehouses. And because of that, let all of the earth fear and worship nigh. Let all of the inhabitants of this world stand in awe of him, our God and Father. For he spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. He spoke everything into existence. And he is the one that nullifies the counsel of the nations. He makes the thoughts and plans of people ineffective. Oh, they think they make plans. They rail at him. They tell him what they're going to do. He always proves them wrong because the counsel of the Lord stands forever. The thoughts and plans of his heart through all generation, those thoughts that he has for you, thoughts of good and not evil, thoughts for you to prosper Because behold, the eye of the Lord is upon those that fear him and worship him with awe-inspired reverence and obedience. I think some of you are struggling because you have become too complacent and too familiar and you've forgotten who your daddy is. You've forgotten who the Lord is, King of kings and Lord of lords. But wait expectantly for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For in him our heart rejoices because we trust, we lean on, we rely on, and are confident in his holy name. I believe that fear and depression would dissipate with more praise. Let me say that again. I believe that the fear and depression that some of you are going through, the oppression will dissipate with praise. Praise changes the atmosphere around you. Praise changes you. It changes how you see things. I've felt it. I've seen it. I know it. The other thing, he inhabits the praise of his people. And the enemy doesn't stick around. When spiritually anointed praise begins, they flee. That's why Paul was teaching about prayer. He was teaching about hope, praise, and petition, beseeching him, knocking and knocking and knocking. Oh, I know some will tell you hey, just pray it, believe it, and wait. That's not the word, that's not the parable, that's not even what the Lord said. Seek and knock, the importunate widow the man who needed bread for his guest banging on the door in the middle of the night until he got it. You'd say, why? Why would he do that to me? First of all, there's something edifying about it. There's something that changes you from the inside out. Because when you pray for yourself, you start praying for others. You start remembering the need of others. If all you remember your needs, we need to talk. That's very selfish. Maybe you don't know how to pray. Pray for someone else. But always, always, always exalt the Lord, making intercession for his church, for his kingdom. We have a job. This is a fallen world. Much of the mess we see and much of what the enemy is doing is our fault. We should have subjected him. We should have changed things. We should have done more. We have all authority in heaven and earth. Why is the enemy getting away with what he's getting away with? And I'll tell you what he does. Those of us that know that and hit back and pound on him, he fixates on us. He sends barrage after barrage after barrage to wear you down. And it happens. Physically, mentally, emotionally. But keep praying don't stop. You have a hope that no one else has. Even in the midst of everything, you have hope. You shouldn't have fear. Hope. Your hope is in the Lord. And don't worry about this world and the enemy. Romans 8.34 30, says, who is the one that condemns us? We know that it's Has Hasatan. But Messiah Yeshua is the one who died to pay our penalty. And more than that, he was raised from the dead, and he was at the right hand of the Father, interceding with the Father for us. That's why you take it to him in prayer. See, Paul was teaching that prayers arise through the presence and activity of the Holy Spirit, who sent by whom Messiah, to the body of Messiah within each individual believer, and we offer it back up to the Father. For we did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. He's not some distant God on a throne. He's not some angry, unloving God looking to punish you. He's looking to help you. But I will tell you right now, unequivocally, and I've always said this, he will not honor a foolishness. And there are times that he has to say no, because if he says yes, he validates the dysfunction in our life. He loves you too much to do that. He's not going to put you at risk. That's why you seek him first. What is your will, Father? What do you want me to pray for? What do you want me to have? If Abraham and Sarah had done that, we wouldn't have had Ishmael, and we wouldn't have the problems we have in the world right now from the seed of Ishmael. That would never have happened. If they'd have held on to God's perfect will and waited for Isaac, but they didn't. They didn't have the counsel of the Holy Spirit. They didn't have what we have. If David had that, what if he had sat on that rooftop and looked down at Bathsheba taking a bath? He'd have gotten up, walked back inside, and closed the curtains instead of sitting there looking and lusting and, and doing what he did. He had her husband killed because he got her pregnant. He could have stopped right there when he got Bathsheba pregnant and made it right. No, he wanted to hide his sin, and in doing so, he created a ripple effect. That baby died. Of course, we got Solomon. What if he had just done the right thing? So many times, we have made mistakes because we didn't stop and pray. We didn't seek his face. Say, Lord, what do you think? But see, because you have, you have experiential knowledge. That's why your prayers have power when you pray for somebody going through what you're going through. See, I'll send out prayer requests, especially for financial needs, whether it's for Firefall of the documentary or for the health issues I'm having right now. And I'll send them to people that I know don't have the money, and I'm not trying to manipulate them because I know they don't have it. But I know that their prayers have power. Because they're either in the same place or been in that place. But see, our love, our love for one another and our love for him, it's got to be sincere and active. The real thing, without guile and hypocrisy. We are called to hate what is evil and to detest all ungodliness and do not tolerate wickedness. We're told to hold on tightly to what is good. To be devoted to one another with authentic, brotherly affection as members of one family. Giving preference preference to one another in honor. Never lagging behind in diligence. A glow in the Spirit. Enthusiastically serving the Lord. Constantly rejoicing in hope because of our confidence in Messiah. Steadfast and patient in distress. Devoted to prayer. Continually seeking wisdom, guidance, and strength. Contributing to the needs of God's people. Pursuing the practice of hospitality. Which means we have to bless those who persecute us, who cause us harm and hardship. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice, sharing their joy. Weep with those who weep, sharing their grief. Live in harmony with one another. Don't be haughty, conceited, self-important, exclusive, but associate with humble people, those with a realistic self-view, and don't overestimate yourself. Only one person gets lifted up. Only one person gets admired and worshipped, and that's Yeshua. You see, and the Lord took us to a place in prayer that the Pharisees and the Sadducees hated. We spent all that time in the Lord's Prayer to get you into that. But he was teaching us a dynamic, spiritual, universal principle that whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. Matthew 21, 22. But wait a second, Richard, I was believing for this, and I didn't receive it. Or was it a prayer according to his will? Did you ask him if that was his best for you? Well, no, I just wanted it. It was my heart's desire. Well, David's heart's desire was to have Bathsheba. It wasn't God's. John fourteen thirteen. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. But the Lord even gave us examples about how to pray. Go with me to Luke chapter 6, verse 12. Remember, said a lot of word, jumping around. Your Bible should be flying. What, if you have the digital one, you should be ready to go. Now it came to pass in those days he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. And when it was day, He called his disciples to himself. And from them he chose 12, whom he also named Apostles, Simon, whom he also named Peter, and Andrew his brother, James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon called the the Zealot, and Judas the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who would become a traitor." And he came down with them and stood on a level place with the crowd of his disciples and made a great multitude and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him and be healed of their diseases. So he spent the night with the father. He comes down. And in submission to the will of the Father, he names his disciples, his apostles. And, of course, one of them was Judas Iscariot, who would be the traitor, and he knew it and chose them anyway. But he had a part to play in prophecy. He had a part in fulfilling prophecy. Submission results in action for the kingdom of God. So first we had prayer, then we had submission, then we had action. People got healed. This isn't a magic formula. But it's the way in which we as believers and children and worshipers of the living God, the God of all creation, can have success in our petition because what we're asking, the Spirit is empowering because it's His will for us. It gives us a new mind, a clarity in how we pray. See, we're not trying to change His mind. believe me you want what he wants for you prayer changes us from the inside out it changes our thoughts it changes our heart it changes our nature and we become molded by the spirit john 14:12 most assuredly i say to you he who believes in me the works that i do he will do also and greater works than these he will do because i go to my father greater works in quantity, not quality. But we're doing greater works. They took the gospel to the world. We're finishing their job. See, that was the thing. I know I've shared this and I wrote about it. That greater works was what triggered me to wanting to know more. Where are those greater works? Where are the blind seeing the lame walking, the deaf, hearing, the dead, being raised. Oh, yeah, periodically you hear about it. I've seen some of it, most of it, whether through Pastor Shelley's ministry or my own. But Yeshua did it all the time. The Book of Acts Church had it pretty constantly, pretty consistently. Where are those things? The enemy's running amok right now. He's completely enraged, and he's not afraid. He's not afraid of you, he's not afraid of me, he's not afraid of the church. What we're seeing in the world right now is an escalation of events, because obviously they have a schedule to keep, and they're keeping it. We should be pushing back. We should be praying against it. We should be asking the Lord, well, how should we pray? What should we do? How do we stop this? How do we slow it down? Or, Lord, do you do you not even want me to do anything? Recently, um, I think I may have shared this with you. If not, it would be the first time I've said it publicly. I was praying. Larry and I were praying, and the Lord began to show me in my mind's eye and my spirit what was happening, what was going to happen. And then he said to me very clearly, I'm about to get people's attention. Do not get in my way. And I knew what he meant. Don't try to stop me. Don't pray against it. Step aside and let me be Lord. And I knew, without knowing exactly what was about to happen, that people were about to get shaken Judgment begins at the house of the Lord. And we've seen some people get exposed, and we're going to see more. We're going to see things that are going to scatter the flock. You better be ready. You better be ready to help your brothers and sisters. You better have a sure word and season. You better know the word. You better have been praying. You better be able to offer them hope and prayer, not condemnation, not judgment, not fear, So you need to be able to tell him, tell them what he's done for you. I got a lot more of it. I think we're going to pick it up next week. I have another direction I want to take this in, and I don't, I don't want to uh, cut it short. But I need you. He needs you to get this. Some of you have the potential. and and some already are, to be really serious prayer warriors. You have the potential to pull down strongholds, to shake the enemy, and to withstand the attack that will come with it. But for whatever reason, you haven't stepped up. You're caught up in, in all these teachers and preachers and false prophets, and you're having your ears tickled, and then you're listening to the excuses they make when it doesn't happen. I don't listen to anybody but the Lord. I think I've been saved long enough, and I've studied long enough, and I know enough of the Word to seek my counsel from Him in His Word. Now, if I need a confirmation, I pray every day with Larry, and then if I need uh, uh, more than that, I take it to Shelly. Pastor Shelley, my mentor, spiritual father. It's time to wake up. It's time for you to find your hope in the Lord. It's time for you to pray. it's time for you to praise to get your praise on as it's said not based upon your circumstances but based upon the spirit. So Lord I come to you now on behalf of your children I don't know what else to say tonight. Kind of come to a, a close. We need you, Holy Spirit, to change us, to open our eyes, open our hearts, open our minds. We need you to remind us of what Yeshua said, what he learned, what the Word says. We need you to, you to reveal to us all the fast food preaching and all the false teaching that has come into our ears. Anything we've accepted which is counterfeit. We've all been there. You've done that for me over the years. Right now we need a sharp sword, a pure Word We need hope, and we need to pray. We need to lay hands on the sick, and they'll recover. We need to lead people to the Lord. We need to plunder the kingdom of darkness, set the captives free. We need to go look for those sheep that have wandered away before the wolves get them, or they fall off the edge of a cliff looking for grass. We need you, Holy Spirit to give us words that can't even be uttered. Teach us. Teach us how to pray. Teach us how to sing. Teach us how to praise. And teach us how to be incredibly dangerous to the kingdom of darkness and beneficial to the kingdom of God. And I just pray all these things in Yeshua's name. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, give you shalom. I'm Richard Grund. This has been The Porch on Firefall. Talk Radio.